All right, hey everyone, welcome into another episode of the Spoiler Alert Podcast. The Thanksgiving episode, the turkey episode, whatever you want to call it. Technically the day after Thanksgiving, but celebrate whenever you want. That's how I yeah. feel. Yeah, Black Friday, if you will. Yeah, yeah, that's the day. Some people call it that. <laughs> uh, the um, I, I, I had my Thanksgiving last week, so I'm kind of Thanksgiving out. Um, all the family came down to Texas, mm-hmm. and then Hell everyone yeah. left. And I came back home and I'm like, you know what? No more turkey. I'm out. I'm done with it. <laughs> I ate so much yesterday that I could hardly even drink Dude. beer. So. Oh, man. That's a problem. Very much so. <laughs> so, Ty, this is the Thanksgiving episode. A uh, couple of movies. One directly related to Thanksgiving. The other two, not so much. Uh, one is just straight up called Thanksgiving. We, we talked yeah. about how we were going to see that. You did see it. Another one called The Hunger Games, which sounds like Thanksgiving. You can call it The Hunger Games. Everyone's always hungry, eating all the food, like you just said. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and, and then I'll be doing a, a Convince Me to See for Leo, Adam Sandler's newest animated film, which is not related to Thanksgiving at all, but it is kind of heartwarming, like the holiday is supposed to be if your family's not consistently fighting. <laughs> and it's available on Netflix right now. Easy enough to watch. So uh, let's hop right into it for the upcoming movies of the week. The big one that Ty ducked out on today, thought about seeing it, ended up not seeing it, is Joaquin Phoenix's and Ridley Scott's Napoleon. Uh, So far, so like, since we are a day ahead from when it came out, the reviews so far are kind of meh. Yeah. So Ty, don't blame me for not, you know, diving into almost three hours worth of Joaquin trying to play Napoleon with zero accent. Yeah, that was throwing me off, too. Like, Napoleon's, like, known for, you know, being a French guy. And uh, he just sounds like regular old Joaquin Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) Great. And I don't even, you know, like, I don't even know what Napoleon actually looks like. I don't know if they just picked Joaquin because maybe he looks like him. I know the only thing I've known about him, and I, I think it was also greatly exaggerated, was how short he was. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that before. I saw that Ridley Scott picked him because he put a little paper hat on a picture of Joaquin Phoenix and said, God damn it, that's it. Or something, <laughs> like, something along <laughs> those lines. Guy. <laughs> that's him. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. So how tall is Joaquin? Now I gotta know. He's Okay, he's 5'8". A little on the Ooh. shorter side. He's still an inch taller than me, but whatever. <laughs> it makes me good to know. It makes me happy that I'm taller than Joaquin Phoenix. So that's cool. I, and you wouldn't think he looks like a big dude. He does. They must and, prop him up pretty well in, picture, in movies and make yeah. him look like he's a bigger guy. Because Johnny Cash was a big guy, right? So in Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm taller than Johnny Cash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, Commodious from Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Which is... I forgot that was his name. Yeah. <laughs> Commodious. That's not a great name. Um, you know, that ties back in with Ridley Scott. So obviously Napoleon is going to be about Napoleon Bonaparte, an epic that details the checkered rise and fall of French Emperor Napoleon Bonaparte and his relentless journey to power through the prism of his addictive, volatile relationship with his life, wife, Josephine. Okay, a little different than I thought it was going to be because... I gotta tell you, I don't think I care at all about his relationship with his wife. Right, and I've heard that there's too much emphasis on, like, the relationship with his wife. I, if I'm gonna go see this movie, which I don't know if I'm gonna now, I've really, I've been wrestling with it if I want to go or not, but I want to go see, like, war, drama, action, 
Yeah. I'm not even a big period guy, but I'll go watch this one because it's, you know, really Scott Walking Phoenix. But I could give a shit less about Napoleon's relationship with his wife, Josephine. Yeah, that that sounds just completely boring and not what I would expect from such a movie. You know, I was thinking kind of like, a, you know, Mel Gibson's The Patriot, just kind of like that harsh war uh, because everyone just like lined up directly across from each other for battle back then, which mm -hmm. is wild. So that's what I was expecting. But man, directly in the synopsis, it, it tells you, no, mm -mm, that's not what we're doing. We're going to make yeah. it boring. <sighs> All right. And really, you know, I, I, I put it up here, but he's had a lot of misses lately. Yeah, he um, kind of has. House of Gucci. I didn't even bother seeing. I don't think I could stand to see anyone in that movie fake an Italian accent. I did watch that one. It was pretty. It was like pretty bad. OK, yeah. Especially Lady Gaga. Can we put stop putting her in things? Yeah, I mean, oh, we're going to get these two. We're going to get Lady Gaga yeah. and Joaquin and Joker, too. <laughs> exactly. And I honestly have no idea how to feel about it. Like putting her in it, she feels like someone who would live in Gotham because she's kind of creepy. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't like her acting <laughs> at all. And like, I, I think I've said it about a lot of uh, mu musicians turned actors and mm -hmm. it just never feels like it works yeah it's always hit or miss for sure i think ever since Starsborn, they've put her in stuff thinking she's gonna like exactly. knock it out of the park again. and it's all just been pretty much meh although she might have gotten nominated for house of gucci i can't remember but still i think she did i th that that actually does ring a bell but yeah you know how much stock can you really put into that yeah um the other misses he had the last duel it wasn't horrible have you seen that one that was one i didn't watch either it was it was okay but again i think ridley scott i think alien i think uh gladiator and those are two pretty damn great movies and mm -hmm. it just has not been there all the money in the world was another one i didn't watch based on a true story about uh some rich dude's son i think son yeah. or daughter gets like held for ransom mm -hmm. and then um you know going back to alien i w i was not big on alien covenant I didn't mind it. I I did. I watched that one. I think I even had it on yeah. Blu-ray. I still might. I don't know. But uh, that was one I didn't mind. But yeah, I didn't see all the money in the world either. But you're definitely right. Really, Scott doesn't seem to have been like really hitting it out of the park lately. Mm -hmm. Might I think be time to last... hang it up. Yeah. And when he's doing a sequel for Gladiator, that doesn't make any sense. That's where I'm even more worried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next movie here, Wish, a Disney animated film. Wish will follow a young girl named Asha, who wishes on a star and gets more direct gets a more direct answer than she bargained for when a troublemaking star comes down from the sky to join her. Uh, yeah. So, a lot of the notes I have here for this movie was before it came out and was getting the reception it is it's not great i think it's currently at like 5.8 i believe was what it was the last time i saw it and uh it, it yeah, just continues to decrease that's crazy you know these disney movies don't really get like panned like this one kind of is yeah i think there was a lot of expectation and i didn't know this um but i was reading it in quite a few reviews that this was to mark disney's 100th anniversary Oh, and so people were expecting like big things. <laughs> so frozen Walt Disney rolling over in his. Well, I guess it's not a grave. What the hell is he in? Cryotube, something like that. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's somewhere. He's somewhere under under Disney World. Yeah, it's, it's so creepy. 
I did see people rise like, up. Yeah. I did see people saying the animation in this was like kind of off or something, and they're kind of right. Like, I can't tell That's if it's like bit. they look 3D, but it's 2D in the back. It's it's like throwing me off. I think and, they might have been trying to go like the Spider Spider Verse route with it, but it just doesn't it doesn't look the same. There's some good like animes that do like I think a lot of people call it like the two two and a half D. Yeah, where the foreground is 3D and the background's 2D, but this just looks off. Yeah, something doesn't look right. I agree. Um, and some other reasons why I thought this had a shot was it includes Chris Buck directing, who he also directed both the Frozen movies, Surf's Up, and Tarzan, the good Tarzan, from nice. the 90s when we saw it. And uh, Jennifer Lee, who also worked with him on those films, uh, as the writer, she uh, wrote Frozen 1 and 2. She wrote mm -hmm. Wreck-It Ralph and Zootopia. So, you know, wow. all the furries can thank her for that one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, like, had a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. And then Ariana DeBose, uh, she was also in West Side Story. We just talked about someone else who was in the newer West Side Story, which I I, I quit that one about half the way through. It was just too much for me. I, I don't mind musicals at all. I've gone and seen many. I've seen the original West Side Story, but this just, mm -hmm. it was just not there for me. Um, she was also in Hamilton, so obviously she's a very talented uh, singer, performer, but voice actor, that's not something people can just pick up. Yeah, no, it's, it's takes, it takes skill. Uh, Chris Pine, also in this one. And then someone who does have skill at voice acting is Alan Taduk. One of the best English voice actors I I have seen. He's in so many different movies. Um, and probably my favorite role is he's Steve the Pirate in Dodgeball. I never... He's English. He's just American, right? He's not English, right? Yes, I, I, I guess I meant English speaking. Okay, I was going to say, because I didn't... I thought yeah, he no. was American. <laughs> I, that's cool. If, like, he pulls it off well then. So yeah, I was like, yeah, oh no. my gosh, is this, dude, is this dude British? I never knew. <laughs> no, El Paso, Texas. Okay. He's oh, as American as they come. Yeah, it's on the border, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, he's in everything. He has so many voices. He's oh, Sonny yeah. and I, Robot. He was K2SO in Rogue One. Um, the best he, part I think that chicken in Moana. Like something super random that didn't actually talk. He just made okay. noises. Um, but yeah, he's, he's fantastic. He's in, if you go in, uh, on his IMDB, he is just a laundry list of different animated films he's in. Okay. Um, but yep, sadly took it off my watch list. I don't think this is one to see, Ty. Yeah, me either. Yep. Definitely going to skip it. Final one here, kind of a short list of movies here. Maybe it is because of, uh, Thanksgiving and they don't think many people are going to go out to the movies if they're traveling visiting family etc um but the final one here is dream scenario a hapless family man finds his life turned upside down when millions of strangers suddenly start seeing him in their dreams when his nighttime appearances take a nightmarish turn paul is forced to navigate his newfound stardom so if you were picturing someone to play this guy it would be nick cage and that's who it is that's so funny because people probably do see nick cage in their dreams 
Yeah, just smiling all creepy like, stealing the dec- Declaration of Independence. <laughs> this sounds actually awesome. Like, I saw it, it but I didn't really look too much into it. This, this is a really kind of like original premise, and it's A24. Exactly. And this is one of the few trailers I saw in theaters. Uh, was, uh, it's, it came out uh, with Saw X was when okay. I saw it. And um, yeah, I, I have a note here. This feels like it could be a sleeper, something that jumps out and ends up pretty high on our list yeah i was thinking the same thing i'm gonna look and see if i can find any show times for it yeah, it's one that i would like to see um i'll also say while you're looking that up the writer and director is norwegian christopher borgley uh i looked at his films i don't know a single thing he has done so yet again it's just a24 kind of like throwing money at people and and hoping for the best and it's worked out for them because they make some super unique films and they're willing to take risks on on some weird shit mm-hmm. i'm not seeing any any show times around me let's see oh man thursday november okay thursday november 30th is whenever my showing start for whatever reason Interesting. um i also I'm have limited some. release down here yeah i'm seeing some okay so there are some next week i'd have to go to about greensburg or so if i could pair this go straight from this into godzilla minus one next week oh, man. i'd make it happen <laughs> I would do that yeah. in a heartbeat, so I'm going to try to make that happen, but Absolutely. Uh, hell yeah. Uh, but that is it for upcoming movies this week. Ty, I see we got some movie news. We do have a good bit of news. Um, so first off, this is stuff that came out just this week, just like within the last couple of days. Scream 7 is starting to sound like a shit show. Uh, so now Jenna Ortega has dropped out of Scream 7 due to her Wednesday season 2 shooting schedule, apparently. So news of her exit comes one day after her co-star, Melissa Barrera, was fired from the horror movie due to her social media posts about Israel and Palestine. Um, Ortega's departure was apparently not influenced by Barrera's firing and was in the works months ago before the SAG after strike even began. And Scream 7 was announced earlier this year with director Christopher Landon. Uh, but after Barrera's firing, Landon posted and deleted a statement on Twitter x if you will on tuesday the thread everything sucks stop yelling this was not my decision to make so it sounds like it wasn't definitely wasn't in the director's hands he probably wanted to keep both of them uh in this movie because they probably were the best part of these new scream movies uh and scream 6 was one of the better and more enjoyable movies this year especially like as far as horror goes so i'm sure they're gonna try to bring back like neve campbell or something but after they kind of fucked her over with her pay that she wanted and they refused to increase uh, she's got all the leverage in the world now to come back because without her and without these two, the franchise is just going to be dead again. Um, yeah. I definitely don't want to see the next one if neither of those three are in it because I can only imagine how annoying it would be if those siblings, Mindy and Chad, are the main characters in the next one. <laughs> fan And fan backlash for this is going to be crazy, but yeah. If it was the Chad and Mindy story, I would, I would kill myself. Yeah, it just sounds like a... CW high school drama. You couldn't pay me to see that. So <laughs> that just sucks. Scream 6 was good. Scream 7, we were looking yeah. forward to that one. Uh, stupid. Just stupid. All around stupid. I'll, yeah. Uh, Scream 6 was at the top of our uh, rankings very for quite a while. You know, until like April, maybe. Yeah. That's when it got kicked out. Where is it sitting now? I'm trying to see. We've seen quite a bit since then. Mm-hmm. Uh... Up, up, up. Scream 6, well, 
It has dropped quite a bit. It is uh, currently sense. tied for 34. <laughs> oh, I mean, still, though, we've seen a lot of movies this year. That's not we've terrible. seen a ton of movies, yeah. <laughs> um, so next on the list here, we have Christopher Nolan on his Bond movie rumors. So in a new interview, Christopher Nolan addressed if there's any truth to the rumors he would direct the next Bond film. And sadly, no. He said, no, sadly, no truth to those rumors, but he's very thrilled the strike is over and he can all and we can all get back to work, he said. Um, so still not sure what his next uh, m- movie's going to be, but he did mention that it's going to be something not quite as bleak as Oppenheimer. I mean, okay. Oppenheimer is pretty much as bleak as it can get. Just the atomic bomb, all that. We know how good Oppenheimer was. So, I mean, I can only imagine how excited like he is to make his next movie after how well Oppenheimer's doing. Definitely going to clean up at the Oscars. The hype for his next movie is going to be through the roof. Next up here, we got a big change. Well, not a huge change, but a change at Lucasfilm and Star Wars. So Dave Filoni is now the chief creative officer at Lucasfilm. And Dave Filoni is like, he's pretty much like the guy that just loves Star Wars. He's the nerd that kind of ended up, well, now becoming in charge of it. So he's going to be planning the future of the Star Wars films and shows. And he's overseeing Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Rebels, The Mandalorian, and Ashoka. And as far as like... I haven't really seen Ashoka, but as far or the other two actually, only The Mandalorian. But uh, as far as all those go, I think those are the ones that are most liked by fans. I think yeah. he has like the best grip on, you know, what fans want to see in the Star Wars universe. Um, but he was already an executive producer on all the live-action Star Wars shows on Disney Plus, and he had been set to direct a film that was going to weave everything together out of all those storylines. But who knows how they're going to do that now? If that'll happen with Disney cutting costs and all that stuff, but. Uh, now he's going to take on a more involved role with the future of Star Wars. Um, it does say that the, the franchise is slowly planning a grand return to the big screen. And uh, until then, up next is Skeleton Crew, which is, I think, a show, a coming-of-age story. Um, doesn't say much about that. I think we did talk about that before. And then another one called The Acolyte, which is a thriller set in the distant past. And then season two of Andor, which I have heard Andor is good, but... Uh, Rogue One was pretty good too, but we know how everything ends because in Rogue One, I mean, they all just die. <laughs> Spoiler alert. So there's no use getting invested into that show whenever we all know that they're dead. I um, like that there's a spoiler alert for... The spoiler came out during the first Star Wars in 1970, so... Yeah, exactly. like 50 years later. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, apparently... Oh, wait, this was... Speaking of Star Wars, though, Daisy Ridley says her next Star Wars film is not what she expected. Uh, she's oh. going to star as Rey, <laughs> and it's going to be set, obviously, after The Rise of Skywalker as she builds a new Jedi Order. So who knows how good that's going to be. I mean, truthfully, <laughs> I've been out on Star Wars for a while now. I, after The Rise of Skywalker, I did watch, like, the first maybe two seasons of The Mandalorian. I haven't watched the new one. Didn't watch any of Ashok, all that. Kind of been out on Star Wars lately, but... Same. You know, I want to see new Star Wars movies because it's Star Wars. Everybody wants to see that, but they got to be good. It's kind of like I Marvel think... now in that it's starting to become like too much of it, you know? A hundred percent. And I think a lot of the reasons we want to see these movies is just because of how massive their budgets are mm-hmm. and to see what they can do with them because they always look super impressive. Yeah. And it's just the writing is always kind of poo-poo. Yeah, um, like up until so, up until I think bef- up until Disney Plus came out, all we had was like the mainline movies. That was it. I yeah. mean, there was those animated shows, but other than those two, and then 
the movies it was kind of just like books and like star wars lore through that so uh-huh people are kind of w- willing to wait around and see if there's going to be another good movie coming from star wars but i don't know i haven't been impressed lately with anything but it's... maybe that's just me being cynical i don't know no I'm, I'm right there with you i wanted to leave the last jedi i absolutely hated it mm-hmm. i it made me feel stupid just sitting there watching it and i felt more stupid when everyone clapped at the end i was just upset and angry that people found that acceptable it's cringy (laughs) whenever people clap for a movie that doesn't deserve to be clapped at there's nothing more cringe that's like clapping when a plane lands i'm not gonna clap for oppenheimer you know i just think it's all cringy like yeah except what nobody can hear you you clapping clapping yourselves yeah you're clapping for the like uh camera operator up there like I, yeah I, I don't who's really just um, a teenager pushing a button yeah and he has his <laughs> airpods in he's not paying attention to any of you yeah uh, taking a step back though to dave filoni he's from mount lebanon oh i think i might have heard that before but it's still, it still blows my mind every time yeah That's so and cool. he, he went to edinburgh that's awesome so yeah look at little, him now uh, yeah blowing up who would have thought someone that went to Edinburgh could go so far? <laughs> Got him. Oh, my. Uh, jumping off of that, though, we have a little bit of information on M. Night Shyamalan's newest psychological thriller. It's going to be starring Josh Hartnett. Um, he most recently played Ernest Lawrence in Oppenheimer. He used to be in a bunch of stuff and then kind of, I don't know if he took a break from acting or just wasn't in a lot of stuff, but now he's making a resurgence. But um, the movie's currently filming in Canada and they're keeping things pretty quiet about it. The film is described by Shyamalan as a psychological thriller set at a concert. Um, originally, oh, the, the movie was that... known as Trap. Mm. Um, but now it's going under the codename Good Grades. I really hope that's not the final title of the movie. That's a terrible title. Why would it be called that? <laughs> yeah, he's yet to direct the actual title. But as for right now, codename Good Grades. So that sounds terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, Shaman is putting putting a lot into this film. He's not only the director, but he's producing as well. And he's opted to fund the project himself after uh, procuring an agreement from SAG after to film the project during the strike. So I didn't know that that was filming during the strike. So that's kind of cool. Um Apparently, it's about a father heading to a musical concert with his son. However, things quickly go awry as Josh Hartnett gets caught up in a psychological event that will take him for a ride. Also, it's just going to be a dude tripping on acid. Probably. <laughs> and that's going to be the big reveal at the end. He's like, I was high the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so get this. Singer-songwriter Seleka. I hope I'm saying it right. Seleka? Seleka? Shamalian? <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> I can only say his last name whenever I say M. Night before it. Yeah, Trying to say yeah. Shyamalan, but it's so tough whenever you don't say M. Night first. Um, <laughs> he's going to play opposite Harnett as the artist whose concert that his character attends with his son. So oh I'm assuming that's his daughter? But, uh, let's find out. Parents, children. Yes. Yep. Shyamalan. It's so it's so weird to say without M Night first. I never just say Shamuyan. Oh, she does the she's done the music for his other things. So she did the music for old and the music for his uh TV series Servant. Oh, I never really looked into that TV series. I think we might have mentioned it though. I think it was one that started off good and now it fell off. Like, like typical M Night uh-huh, movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not yeah, Rupert Grint in that Oh, uh, Ron Weasley, which is kind of oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Let's see what else here. A couple more things. 
Um, a new Bourne movie's in the works, so Universal's uh, developing a new take on the action franchise with the All Quiet on the Western Front director, Edward Berger, leading the charge. So that's cool. Okay. Love that yeah. movie, as we all know. Um, it's in the early stages of development. It's not sure if Matt Damon uh, is going to be involved yet or not. And there's no script or no star commitments at this point. But um, <laughs> if he comes back, that would be huge. That would be very big if yeah. he returns as Jason Bourne. With a good director, uh, that'd be awesome. What was the last thing he was in? Feels like it's uh, been a minute. Damon? He was in Oppenheimer. He was? Yeah. Why the fuck don't I remember him? He was Jesus. like the general. Oh my gosh, you're right. Thank you. Jesus. <laughs> that's that's right. Man, I completely forgot about his character in that. Yeah, uh, he was kind of just there. I just watched a real old movie with him in it. Uh, Dogma. Have you seen that one? No, uh-uh. So Dogma, you know Kevin Smith. I was going to say, it's a Kevin Smith movie, right? It's Kevin Smith movie, exactly. And he's like best friends with him and Ben Affleck somehow. And so he's he's in that. It, it's pretty good. Um, 19, I think like 99 or 97 that came out. Oh, wow. Like fun little comedy. Nice. I never watched that one. I know there's a couple Kevin Smith movies I've never seen. There's a lot you probably shouldn't see. Yeah. <laughs> There's everybody some pretty stroking, fucking stupid. Well, everybody loves stroking him off, but he's yeah. okay. He's a cool guy. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think doesn't mean all the movies are great in the comic book world, and you know all he's done for them. But uh, mm -hmm. you know, maybe don't direct anything ever again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a couple more quick things here. Uh, a movie we both like, The Gentleman. I think you like The Gentleman, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, a guy Richie Banger. We're getting a gentleman series coming to Netflix, so it's going to be loosely based on Richie's 2019 movie starring Matthew McConaughey. Uh, the original cast is not set to return though for this show, yeah. but the show is about an aristocrat who inherits his estranged family's estate, only to discover it's home to Europe's largest weed farm. Uh, so that's <laughs> pretty much that's on par. That's on par with the first one. It was about a weed farm yeah. too, or something like that. Uh, Richie created and co-wrote and executive and executive produces so. He's got his hand in it, and that makes me happy. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. That's going to be cool. Yeah, I'm looking at I don't know anyone that's currently listed to act in this. I know um, that we know one guy. It's going to be John Carlo Esposito. I know that's well, he's one of the ones that's going to be in it, I think. Gotcha. He must be down the line. John. Better, better, better. Why the fuck am I not seeing him? Either way. Um, yeah, the... <laughs> I'm realizing I'm I'm just not recognizing names because there's Kaya, oh Jesus, Scott Alario, who was in the Maze Runner movies and Crawl, with the 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 Gator, mm -hmm. and then Theo James, was in the Divergent series. It's just getting all these old teenage heartthrob actors. That yeah. Get here. And then Daniel Ings, who was just in the Marvel, says Tyrone. Who the hell? I don't know if you know who that is, but that's, I don't even that's know who Tyrone is. I saw that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Ty Dash Rone R O N E. <laughs> okay, but uh, cool. Yeah, no, I'm that that sounds good to me. I'm all about uh, obviously Guy Ritchie. Hell yeah, he's the best. I love the Covenant. One of my sneaky favorite films of the year. I think that's going to come up on yeah a, potentially an end of the year list for me. Um, one more thing about Netflix here. Black Mirror got renewed for season seven. Obviously, nothing's known yet. Cause it just got announced, but I feel like the sixth season was good, but I, wasn't there like three episodes? There was like not that many episodes. Yeah, it was like just the one with Aaron Paul. 
Yeah, Josh Hartnett and was in that too. Two others I don't remember. Yeah, that was really good. Like they could all honestly be like movies. Like that one where Aaron Paul is in. I would have watched that for another hour. Yeah. They they do good at wrapping up those short stories though, so that was cool. There was also the one with like the demon that was like a never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one more thing. We're getting a new Karate Kid movie with Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio. And my only take on this is why what? the hell won't they let this franchise die? Hold up. That's super confusing because Ralph Macchio was obviously the original Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. And then Jackie Chan came in and played... Uh, he did the one with Jaden Smith, right? W- with Jaden Smith, but he played... Was he Miyagi? not Mr. Miyagi? I have no idea. Are I they just going to pretend this dude's Mr. Miyagi? Because in the... Um, Cobra Kai TV show, Mr. Miyagi is dead. So what are they doing? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I that's what I'm like. There, who? Why did? When did everybody start caring about the Karate Kid so much that it got spin-off shows and extra movies? All this stuff. It's like, come on now, just let it die. Um, apparently yeah. there's like a big casting search for who's gonna be the Karate Kid as well. well. There so there you go. It could be you if you're listening out there and that's you're a right. kid. Probably not, but. That is the weirdest thing. What are they going to do? Because yeah, one of them can't be their original character. They cannot both be the original character. It, it will not happen. Yeah, it's not like you can't pull a Marvel <laughs> and start doing alternate timelines here. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty yeah. based in reality. God damn it. Uh, okay. That's fine. That's the end of the news, though. So just some, some stuff here and there. Nothing crazy, but... Oh, okay. He was not Mr. Miyagi. Was he like Mr. Miyagi's son or a student of Mr. I, Miyagi or not a clue. He's just called Mr. Han. Okay. They just took the C I, off his last name. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you want your name to be? And he actually said Chan, but someone couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> Jesus. They just misspelled it on the sheet. And they're like, okay, Mr. Han. He's like, it's Chan. <laughs> like, no, not like, anymore. No, it's not, not for this. Not. <laughs> not anymore. You're not. Um, any. <laughs> yeah, they, they really are continuing to go with these Karate Kid movies. I, I enjoyed the first season of Cobra Kai. And admittedly, mm-hmm. I still watch them all. But I enjoyed the first one because I was not a Karate Kid person. I that's I wasn't alive in the 80s. Right. Um, so it was just kind of like fun getting the recap of this. And I, I it was a unique story. You know, it's the side of the quote-unquote villain from mm-hmm. the movie and um i would watch it with my mom who was obviously alive in the 80s so like mm-hmm. i didn't um but yeah, then they just uh, they just thing, kept going this might come as a shock being as we have a movie podcast but i've never seen the karate kid or any of it uh never really been interested yeah never saw the original never saw the spin-offs with jaden smith those hit right oh. after right after i wouldn't have given a shit um mm-hmm. And then Cobra Kai, I was like, well, there's no use watching this. I never saw the first one. So never really was a Karate Kid guy. But, yeah. you know, I appreciate I, the Karate Kid, I guess. It, it's definitely a historic movie with how popular it was. You know, yeah, yeah. Popular, everyone knows it, even if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it. Yeah. Um, and then Cobra Kai, I saw that first, then watched the original Karate Kid. It was okay. But mm-hmm. I think Family Guy made fun of it best where... Um, they were like, I don't remember the bit, but they were like, they were watching TV and they're like, now back to the Karate Kid in a real high school. And then it's like Ralph Macchio and the bully, like, 
I'll see you at the tournament. I'll kick your butt there. Not if I kick your butt first. And then like this, these two, uh, this kid comes over and is like, you guys are fucking nerds. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. If you know, you're just, no one was cool and did karate back then. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like now it's kind of a thing because of MMA and karate back then was kind of like you're, you're a dork. If you see a guy with a gi on and a black belt in today's world and you mess them, you're pretty much just a dumbass. But back in the day, there a lot of fakes probably <laughs> going about because of the karate kid. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> oh, man. That's the end of news, though. That's fun. Good times. Gotcha. Um, all right, so I will, I'll give you a break here, Ty. Let your voice recover okay. because you're going to have two convince me to seize. I only got the one. Two. Um, so I'll let you recover here a bit. <laughs> Um, but my convince me to see is for Leo, Adam okay. Sandler's newest movie, animated film. You know, I saw this trailer. I cracked up just because I love his voice. Me too. It's, it was it's so, so funny. stupid. <laughs> I clipped it and sent it to my cousin. There's a timestamp. It's like 158 or something like that in the trailer. Uh-huh. The noise that he makes is like, I can't even describe the noise. It was so funny, though. It's just Sandler <laughs> making a Sandler noise. And I is, is it the one when he gets scared? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, he goes, yeah, yeah. That's, he does that throughout the movie. I laugh every time. Um, <laughs> so obviously Adam Sandler, he's he's obviously the main character, but uh, I did not know going into this, Bill Burr is also in this. Yeah, I thought about that right towards the end of the trailer. I was like, that sounds like Bill Burr, and then yeah. it was Bill Burr. It's him. He he plays the turtle. Uh, that's his <laughs> buddy in. The classroom they sit in the tank so essentially the story is uh leo is an old lizard and he hears that lizards die at 75 he is 74 and so he's like <laughs> i've never done anything with my life i've just sat in this classroom at 75. <laughs> so his plan is to escape um and he gets the opportunity to do so because a uh, substitute teacher comes in and starts forcing children to take home one of the class pets every every night um so that's how he goes to get his opportunity and then of course he ends up talking to the kids giving them life advice um and it's pretty funny so this uh is yet another movie tie that i think is not meant for us for sure uh very similar to his last film with his daughters the uh, that one was definitely way more not for us mm-hmm. uh this one is a little more acceptable because it applies to everyone not just young preteen girls uh-huh. um it is funny there's some adult humor in there that probably some kids won't get but it's there for the parents watching it or us 30 year olds that just want to watch an animated yeah. adam sandler movie um so the whole stick is obviously his voice there's some silly uh, bits with that and I know a lot of people find that annoying and if you're one of them you're going to hate this movie you're not going to want to <laughs> watch it because it is the entire time um, Bill Burr is just Bill Burr like as a turtle he yeah, acts the same just kind of like yeah. ass wipe <laughs> you know same voice doesn't even try to change it um, but uh, it is heartwarming I'll call it because I think it's one of those movies that's probably good for a younger person to see. You know, these kids are in elementary school. They're about to graduate, quote unquote, graduate to go to middle school. And they all have their different insecurities. Mm-hmm. And so Leo's there to kind of you know, help them through it. Um, 
which you know a lot of the things are, are good for uh kids to hear the one that i did not expect was there's one girl who's like kind of dorky and she just talks a ton way too much and obviously when she keeps talking everyone kind of tunes out and stuff and mm-hmm. leo gives the, the advice of like hey shut up <laughs> and like it is pretty much on the nose like that which is good advice it's just harsh and you know sometimes you gotta be uh real with that mm-hmm. um so what i will say it felt a little long it almost felt like uh some of it could have been cut out it's only an hour 42 uh-huh um but the way the story progresses it's all fine and dandy everyone's having a good time with leo and everything and then of course there has to be some sort of conflict right and I won't say what that conflict is, but that conflict quickly gets resolved. And then they open another one that gets resolved. There's another one. So there's like three conflicts busted in at in the final like half hour of the movie, huh. um, which was a, it wasn't horrible. It's just like, oh, OK, they, they figured it out. Everything's all good. Oh, shit. Something else. Yeah. Try and to do too much at, I, at the end there. Okay. I'm not trying to overanalyze a movie where Adam Sandler plays a fucking lizard. Right. <laughs> but, but that's what happened. Yeah. And um, so overall, you know, Ty, I, I don't think this is one that's exactly for us, mm-hmm. but we're not the audience. But at the same time, it was not bad. I ended up giving it a six out of ten. Um, and I I think I am going to try to convince you to watch it. it it's silly, funny uh oh oh shit forgot about this honestly probably would have rated it maybe a, a little higher it's kind of a musical that's just gonna ask you i saw <laughs> i saw somebody reviewing it on tiktok they said it's a musical i didn't expect that one bit i did not either because there's nothing in the trailer that indicates um yeah but yes not at all. they just randomly sing and sometimes it goes on way too long so that's what i'm like okay enough of that <laughs> Honestly, if they had no singing, it would have been better, but it, it got a little annoying. I know Adam Sandler can sing. He's creative. That's great. That's fine. Um, but it was a little... It catches you off guard. Because mm-hmm. if you're going into a movie and don't expect it to be a musical, you're like, what the, what the hell is this? What am I watching? Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I, I think it's worth watching. It is short. It's on Netflix. Throw it on. You know, Honestly, you don't have to pay too much attention to it. The plot is extremely simple. And just laugh at the stupid voice and Bill Burr being himself. Um, you even get Rob Schneider as the principal and uh, Jason Alexander George from Seinfeld as one of the the parents. That's awesome. Is it better yeah, than it, Bill Burr's newest movie on Netflix? Is it better than Old Dad's? Uh, you know, I think. Do I have them rated the same? I don't think I do. No. Yeah. Uh, I have Old Dad's at five. I have this at a six. Yes. I there do you think go. it is better. If I'm sticking and to my ratings, which I'm pretty sure I am, I, I would rather watch this. Sandler's making an animated movie about being a lizard better than Bill Burr can make a regular movie. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, at least he's in this one, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, the I mean, problem... I'm definitely going to watch this one. As long as it's just Sand- the Sandler yeah. voice, a lizard, I mean, I'm sold. The entire time, he's just that voice. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. I love it. That rules. Um, it, oh, it, you know, it is the same amount of time leo is just two minutes shorter than old dads and i think they both suffered from the same problem where the conflicts they're just kind of random it's like they're there because they had to make something a conflict um but then they kind of end up being nothing but it was more nothing in old dads 
because everything goes back to being the same. Whereas in Leo, the resolution actually changes things. So mm -hmm. that's, you know, I, I'm sticking to that. I think that that's good. Uh, a six for Leo, a five for old dads. Nice. Okay. I'm sold then. Yeah. I've oh, definitely yeah. was going to watch this one. Definitely just going to make the time to do it. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Easy thing to pop on. Laugh. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But awesome. Ty, you got two here to review. I'm, I'm going to, let's say, let's leave Thanksgiving for last. You know, that's right, going to be, right. the, the, that's going to be the turkey for the meal. <laughs> that is spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hear about the new Hunger Games. Yeah. So uh, I'll start off by saying, are you a Hunger Games guy? I am. So uh, read all the books except this one. I okay. have not read this one. Um, I have read the books. I've seen all the movies. I had did like the uh, when the final movie came out, mm -hmm. there was a thing. I think it was at a Cinemark up in Erie. Um, we bought the ticket that showed all of the movies and then the newest one. That's so really we watched cool. them all in a row at the theater. It's pretty sweet. That had to have been like a what? Damn near ten hour extravaganza. It was pretty damn long. Um, <laughs> and actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it was broken up into two days. Okay, okay, um, I gotcha. I think it was. You just had like a, an actual pass, like on a lanyard that you're like, yep, I, w I bought this, I was here. And then you went back. But uh, yeah, so I was super into The Hunger Games. Okay. I was never a huge Hunger Games guy. I did see the first two and I liked them, but I wasn't like, I wasn't as big of a fan, like let's say as you were. I didn't read the books really. Mm -hmm. So... But going into that, though, this one definitely piqued my interest because it was like a prequel, like an origin story. Yeah. So it didn't really matter if I was a big Hunger Games guy. So quick synopsis on this one. Coriolane is Snow, mentors and develops feelings for the female District 12 tribute during the 10th Hunger Games. So, yeah, it's the 10th Hunger Games, which I'm ex I would like to see one that's the first Hunger Games, like all the drama yeah. and all the shit leading up to the first Hunger Games. I think that'd probably be pretty cool. Um. Anyway, this one is starring Tom Blythe, who I hadn't really ever heard of until this movie. Uh, Rachel Zegler, who was in West Side Story, like you said, she's going to be the next Snow White. Um, Viola Davis, we know her, and Pete Dinklage. So it's currently got a 7.2 on IMDb. It's got a 65 on uh, Rotten Tomato Critic Score and a 90% audience score on RT. So that should really tell you the story of that right now. Um, critics, for whatever reason, don't seem to love this one, but um, I was actually surprised by this movie. Um, I ended up liking it quite a bit. Um, I will say the first two acts of the movie, it is split up into acts. Um, pretty much getting ready for the games and then the games itself, which those were the best parts of the movie for me, the stuff in the games. They always have been. Um, but the last act does take it into like quite another direction, and it does start to kind of feel like it's dragging on a little bit. At one point, I looked at Tay and I was like, holy shit. Like, she had to go to the bathroom or something like that. It's like, oh, it should be over soon. It should be over soon. And then, like, 20 or 30 minutes went by, and she's like, oh, my God. Like, it's still going. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, um, so it did start to feel a little bit long. And, like, once the games got done, you think, okay, yeah, we must be wrapping up here. But there was, like, damn near maybe another hour at least of movie. Um, and it does feel like kind of a completely different movie after that. It does make sense, though, the way the movie was going, given what we know about Snow in the other movies. But it took a while to get there. Um, so all the performances in this movie were really good. Blythe, Tom Blythe, and Ziegler both. I will say, though, Rachel Ziegler as Lucy Gray in the movie, she has, like, a completely, like just a regular old southern accent for whatever reason and for me it just kind of felt out of place like she's just got like a regular old like modern day country accent she's like <laughs> and she sings songs but she's got the accent it's like 
So much has happened in the world since whenever people would be talking like that for her to still be talking like that <laughs> in that in like that that world. So that just kind of was funny. There's definitely a bit of some fan servicey moments though, and they're like literally eye roll worthy. That even though I don't know a ton about the Hunger Games, I still kind of looked at Tay and like rolled my eyes. They'll be like, "Oh, that's blip blip," and just start like name dropping stuff or whatever. <laughs> so it was kind of like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> um, uh, but this, like I said, this one was set during the 10th Hunger Games, and that did make me want to see one leading up to the first games. I thought that'd be cool, because um, those are the best parts of the movies. But like I did say, I was surprised by how much I liked this movie. Even though that third act kind of felt a little long, it keeps you entertained throughout the whole thing. And it is almost three hours long. It's like two, four, 2.37, so about 2 hours and 40 minutes. Wow. Um, yeah, fans of the franchise will probably really like this, I'd have to imagine. Like, I think you'd probably really like it. Okay. Um, even though, like I, like I said, I wasn't the biggest Hunger Games guy, and I really liked it. I'm going to go uh, an 8 on it. So, wow, more okay. recently, I enjoyed it more than, like, the Marvels, let's say. Yeah, I really did like this movie quite a bit. I was thinking, like, high 7, maybe 8, and I ended up going with an 8 on it. Wow, nice. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, cool. It was, that, a good, it was a good movie. That was a bit unexpected, because um, I, I was seeing similar ratings you know i think it's like a low seven right now like 7.2 yeah on imdb mm -hmm. and i was gonna see it no matter what pretty much um mm -hmm. i didn't need much convincing here honestly <laughs> uh, because yeah. I, I i am a hunger games guy um i have not read this one and i'm curious if i should or not before seeing it uh you know after uh the whole uh what the hell Children of the Flower Moon debacle. I, I I think I'm gonna watch the movie first. Yeah, I would say um, watch the movie first for sure. I think okay, that'll okay. give you a better appreciation of it too. And now you said she sang. Is she actually just randomly singing this movie? So I guess like her family and whatever in District 12, like they're they used to be traveling singers or whatever, and they landed on it. They somehow ended up in District 12 as like poor motherfuckers or whatever. So she sings. Yeah, that's her thing. Interesting, because, like, District 12's whole thing was, like, they're, like, fucking minors. Yeah. So, I'm like, yeah. Why, is, why are they singing? <laughs> yeah, they sound, I can't remember how exactly they end up there, but that's where she's from. Okay. And whenever she gets nominated, she kind of breaks off into song. And at, at that moment, I was like, oh, it's cringy. And, yeah, <laughs> but it kind of makes sense, though, given everything okay. in the story. So it was cool. Yeah, I didn't really like this one. Tay liked it, it might too. Have, it might have just been, like, a, hey, you were in West Side Story. You, uh, you better sing. <laughs> just kind of like how they did with... Uh, Mm -hmm. What this uh, the other girl we were just talking about? Yeah. Um, okay. And then, man, two two and a half hours here. Is there? You said you saw the first two Hunger Games, which is really all you need to see. The Mockingjay yeah. was rough. Uh, but is there as much murder and death? There's quite a bit of murder and death in this movie. Yeah, I would oh, say yeah. so. Uh, yeah, the games were like I said, probably the best part, just because that's always like. It's always fun to watch, like, the Hunger Games actually go down. And, okay, that was going to be my next question. It's not just, like, events surrounding the game. There's a, the, a, the game actually goes on. Yeah, it's like a lead-up to okay. the game, and then the games, and then shit happens after that, too. Gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, there's a lot of nods to, like, the movies and stuff. A lot of characters that are related to other characters, I think. Stuff like that that, that people was might pick be... up that I wouldn't know. Like, Tay picked yeah. up that the one... I guess Snow's cousin, this isn't really a spoiler, Snow's cousin in this movie is like the lady who does like the outfits and shit in the other movies. Because oh, okay. she kind of looks the same. Gotcha. Uh, like the, the albino looking chick. 
I was wow. going to ask if, uh, you know, there was just like a random Everdeen or a, I forget PETA's last name, whatever the hell his name was. There isn't any, they don't straight up name drop them like their last okay. names or like that, but that's one of the fan service moments whenever they do drop a name from that and you're like, oh, I, you'll have to okay. watch it. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, you, you got to do that the right way. You can't just like randomly be like, oh, this is random person that's related to the person everyone knows. And why are they here? I right. don't know, but here they are. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, I'll, I, I'm surprised he gave it an eight because, you know, you said you weren't that big of a Hunger Games guy. And, um, but this yeah. ended up being good enough to get to get the go ahead. Yeah, I was looking through my list and I was trying to compare it to stuff that I thought I was like about the same score on and then uh-huh. I wanted to be a little bit. So like I was looking at my even order list. So I saw that like Birds of Prey I had in my list as an eight. Yeah. So I wanted to go at least an eight on because I this is I like this better than Birds of Prey. Um, awesome. And then like more recently, like the Marvels, that was a seven, seven, seven point five, whatever. I like this a little bit better than Saw X um, just because it had like more going on. Better than a hunting event, so stuff like that. It's okay. It's above middle of the road, I'd say. Yeah, and uh, with our current rankings, um, I still got to see it, but it's currently sitting at nine, and it has the potential to be put in third. That means I got to give it a ten. Ty, I, I don't know if I can do that. I'm right, pretty stingy with my ten. I, I don't have a single ten. Yeah, same here. This year. I, I'm, other than Alzheimer, that was my only ten. I think. Yeah, oh, Henry uh, Sugar. I think I gave it a ten as well. Henry Sugar, yes. Henry Hell Sugar yeah. and Oppenheimer. Um, so, but yeah, that has potential. It should, you know, at least remain pretty high up, maybe top 10. Yeah, definitely check it out. I think you'd like it. I'm excited to see what you think about it. I'll see. I wonder if we'll be close on it or if you'll end up liking it less or more than me. Yeah. I'm curious as well. And funny enough, uh, at the drive in this week, it is a double feature of The Hunger Games and Thanksgiving. So That's I can see both combo. of these movies. <laughs> That's actually quite a combo, dude. I think you'd have a good night at the drive-in, too. Hell yeah. So, so that, that leads me right into the next one. Go into that. Yeah, let's do it. Hell yeah. So Thanksgiving, what a time. I mean, perfect. If you're going to have a movie <laughs> about Thanksgiving, it's got to come out the week of or the week before Thanksgiving, and they nailed it. So like we said, this one kind of almost started as a joke on the pod. I remember mentioning it. I was like, oh, there's a Thanksgiving-based yeah. horror movie coming out. Is based on a trailer from a Grindhouse movie. Kind of wrote it off at the time thinking, how good could a Thanksgiving horror movie be? Turns out pretty fucking fun and good, in my opinion. <laughs> so, um, like I said, going into this one, I saw a lot of positive reviews coming in, and I got more and more excited, especially after, like I said before, I heard Eli Roth talking about it on a podcast. Made me really excited to see it. So, quick synopsis here. After Black Friday riot... After a Black Friday ride ends in tragedy, a mysterious Thanksgiving-inspired killer terrorizes Plymouth, Massachusetts, the birthplace of the infamous holiday. So this one's starring Patrick Dempsey, Rick Hoffman, who we'll kind of know from Suits and Billions and Ballers and Hostel. I thought he looked really familiar. I think he must be an Eli Roth guy, because I think he's been in a few other things too. Uh, Then other than those two... There's a couple names here you'll recognize, like Addison Ray, the TikToker. She's got millions and millions of views and whatever on TikTok. And like we said before the pod, Tim Dillon, the comedian. Uh, then there's also, it stars a few other people that I wasn't really familiar with. Um, but this movie is so relatable just because, you know, it's Thanksgiving season and Black Friday and all that. But everything that happens in this movie is is turned up to 100 for that Black Friday uh, 
And thanks, man. And it's stuff that could actually happen because you hear about stuff like that happening on the news sometimes, like Black Friday riot, like looting, all that stuff. So that's why this movie's more based in realism than a lot of more horror movies these days. So that was cool. Um, this also, it keeps you guessing uh, along the way because the killer's wearing a mask. And you know me, I'm interested in a good whodunit. You're trying to wonder the whole time who is behind the mask. I had a couple guesses that were wrong. I, I, I thought it was going to be okay. a couple different people and they were all wrong. I mean, looking back, it was probably obvious, but um, I'm excited to see who you think it'll be. You'll probably be right. Um, but yeah, so that's the best. Whenever you, it keeps you guessing, you're not sure. Also, a lot of brutal and unique kills that we always say, that's what you want from a horror movie. You want to see something unique. You want it to be pretty brutal. This one is definitely both of those. It definitely earns its R rating. Um, it's also got some pretty funny scenes too, especially Tim Dillon, you know, being a stand-up comic, he's got some pretty funny zingers before I'll leave out. I don't want to spoil anything that happens there. So yeah, honestly, this movie had no business being this good. I thought, why could this movie, why would a Thanksgiving movie be any good? But I loved it. Um, I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did, but I really did. Definitely worth a watch from horror fans or anyone looking to get into the holiday spirit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely rewatchable too. I think I'd watch this one again in a heartbeat. And I think I'm going to go with a, a high eight on this one, damn near a nine on it. Uh, yeah, I think this one's okay. definitely worthy of checking out. I think I think you'll like it. I think people that like horror will like it. And I think even if you don't really love horror movies, you'll like it too. Just a good movie. Uh, a surprise. Yeah, a welcome one because we haven't a had a lot surprise. of that in, in horror movies lately. You know, it's been kind right. of... Every, every horror movie has kind of been... I mean, Sonic's was good. You know, like mm -hmm. that was like a seven or whatever. They've been good, but this one has been above the rest i would say okay. i liked it almost as much as some of the top horror movies of the year so yeah it was i was a lot gonna of fun. say pretty hit and miss but we've had a lot of misses way more than hits in, yeah. in the horror realm so you you give this the same rating as hunger yeah, which, a, which actually, are you more happy to see um i'm definitely gonna go higher than hunger games on this i'll go damn okay so yeah so this was like i put eight like 8.7 hunger games was a solid 8.0 so gotcha. I do like Thanksgiving more than Hunger Games. Both good movies. So that's why I think a weekend of the drive-in watching both of these is not a bad time at all. Yeah. And it's interesting here. You know, a lot of the times when segments that convince me to seize, we've had a lot of downers, you know, mm -hmm. we've, we've had a lot of movies that like, no, you shouldn't see this. We got three in a row this time around that we're saying, go see. Yeah. So yeah, three, three watches. That's awesome. The, uh, so always horror movie questions i gotta ask is it uh -huh. does it t do one of two things is it taking itself too serious and it doesn't work, or is it trying to be too funny and serious at the same time and that doesn't work is it is it walk it's that line a, pretty well it's got a great middle ground there yeah i think okay. it doesn't take itself too seriously and it's not trying to be too like goofy either awesome yeah it's pretty then, well based in reality you brought up the the gore and the kills and everything. Yeah. Are we talking like art the crown the clown style kills or there's some pretty brutal ones here, uh like heads getting cut off and stuff like that, but it's not uh -huh. it's not rip your skin off and pour salt and vinegar on your body. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like so like art the clown. Maybe more like a Michael Myers uh Yeah. Not recent ones, like the OGs. Yeah, yeah. Like gotcha. I'm looking at the trailer on IMDB and there is a buzzsaw. So yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty brutal. Awesome. 
Cool. I yeah. I don't seven on IMDb as well. I'm not sure if I mentioned seven on IMDb. Okay. Yeah, this is a interesting one. I'm, I'm definitely going to see this. Whether or not we see, I see both of them at the drive-in mm-hmm. in one go, mm-hmm. is up for debate. Uh, but mm-hmm. that that would sound great to me. That sounds like a fun one. Yeah, definitely. That would be quite a time. Two kind of different movies, but you know, <laughs> about some killing. Yeah, both both got some murder. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I don't want to dig into. You know, I'm on the IMDb page, and I don't want to, like, spoil anything for myself. Right, so. yeah, I wouldn't go too deep into it, just because, like, what, what, what movie was it? I was, like, looking at it. Oh, yeah, it's Five Nights at Freddy's. I was, like, looking through all the, the yeah. pictures on IMDb, and it just spoils a bit of the movie. I was like, oh. It's so like, now hey. we definitely got to be careful on IMDb now, now that we know that there's Matthew just Matthew Lillard's the fucking bad guy. I was like, hey, he's got like, a suit on in this. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Like, that, that's a, such a horrible oversight. Yeah, I mean, come on. Um, but all right, yeah, definitely gonna watch both of these. I probably see them both here within the next week, I would think. Yeah, you um, might even be able to take a look at our old pal, the website. We won't. Yeah, say. there's probably somewhere to see those. Who knows? Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know shit. Awesome, but Ty, that ends out this segment. I did want to give a quick recap of some of the other films I did watch this past week um, that are from this year. Uh, I'll just take like a couple minutes on each of them. Um, so I, Ty, I, I watch Blue Beetle. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, it is uh, on HBO I, now. I don't recommend it. <laughs> it's, oh, okay. It, it's pretty bad. I gave it a three out of 10. Um, it is very generic. Uh, the characters are extremely annoying, which makes them unlikable. So I don't care if they live or die. Um, no one ever actually feels in any danger anyways. Um, it's like they put on kid gloves for this. And then the CGI is so bad. Um, like the first time he takes like a flight, a fly around in like his suit or whatever the fuck it is. It just looks awful. Nothing looks good. It's like very obvious, um, computer generated. And so that was not worth a watch. That wasn't great. Uh, s- s- steer clear. Steer clear. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the creator. I know we talked about that one. Uh, maybe a couple months ago at this point, but I did watch that one. That had a lot of potential. I'm that excited for that one. Yeah. I was excited for that one, so I know that's getting kind of middle. So I'm excited to see your, your your thoughts. Yeah, and that that's pretty much where I am. I gave it a six. Out of 10. Okay. Um, okay. It had a ton of potential it I, did like the world see- scenario whatever the fuck you want to call it is like right up my alley i love mm-hmm. like uh different kind of futurism films it feels like fallout a little bit mm-hmm. in the sense of like um fallout 4 that is where like the ai stuff you don't know who's human and who isn't Mm-hmm. And essentially the story is, um, oh, everything's going to AI. Everything's turning into AI. And for some reason, AI fucking nuked California. <laughs> huh. And so the United States is like, oh, we can't trust them. We can't trust them. We need to kill all AI. And like they're trying to force other countries to not use it anymore. Like in China is just like, fuck you. Like they always are. And so the whole thing is about finding this weapon that, is being made in I forget they call it it's like Indo-Asia or something like that it's not mm-hmm. China 
but that's where they're at. Okay. <laughs> uh, and finding this weapon that can uh, wipe out the big weapon that's being used to track down and kill these robots, AI, whatever they want to call them. Okay. So potential was definitely there. It looked, this was a movie where they did not skimp on like the, the art direction budget. It was really well done. Nice. Um, the story just fell flat at the end. It was like, this dude can't make up his mind about who he wants to be. <laughs> uh, so six out of 10 on that one, probably worth a watch. Uh, nice. It was just, it could have been so much more. Okay, definitely. That's what I've heard too. And my final one here, this movie, I don't understand why it caused so much chaos in the world. Um, a lot of trying to divide people, but it, the sound of freedom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you hear a lot about that movie when it first came out and it's getting really high ratings. Like, I think when I first looked, it was getting like an eight yeah. uh, out of 10 on IMDb. And I'm like, holy shit, what is this movie? I never about it. And it's about stopping child trafficking, um, stuff like that. Supposedly based on a true story, I'm sure a lot of it is, you know, exaggerated like every movie is. Mm -hmm. um, and for some reason, it really like divided the left and the right here in America. For some reason, yeah. the right wings really loved it. And the left wings were like, oh, this is just patriot nationalism bullshit. Yeah. And I'm like. I don't, I mean, this is child trafficking. I don't really know what that has to do with that, but whatever. It doesn't matter. It still has a 7.7 7 on, um, and a 36 on Metacritic. So again, very divided. They're definitely getting review bombed or something. Exactly. Somewhere something's wrong. So I'm like, all right. And it's neither. It is not as like right wing as the left wants you to think it is. Not as, uh, bad as the left wants the right to think. It is just an okay movie and it feels like two movies which was my biggest with huh. it like the very beginning i won't lie it, it's a little tough to watch um thinking about you know this is real shit that happens mm -hmm. and they don't hold back a ton of punches but i was expecting a lot worse you know when i saw people talking about this movie and like they couldn't watch it you know they cried they're gut-wrenching and like it is but i was expecting a lot worse mm -hmm. um so, like I said, it feels like two movies in one. The first arc, honestly, if it would have stopped after that, this is probably a 7 out of 10. It's pretty yeah. good. And then the second arc was like they were trying to do the same thing, but to someone else and capture more, uh, well, capture another child and save her. And it just felt rushed and out of place. Like the uh -huh. last arc is like the final 30, 40 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, if they took that out it would have been a lot better so i ended up at a five out of ten it's not great okay i don't think it's one that's worth going out of your way to watch um mm -hmm. uh, they do have a super corny line and i knew i knew he was gonna fucking say it and it was after they rescue all these kids and all these kids are singing i think they're singing queen uh they're, oh yeah, they're singing God. like we will rock you and then the one dude's like you do you hear that? You know what that is? And I'm like, please don't say it. It's the sound of freedom, that's brother. That's the sound of freedom. Oh, oh my god! My god. I was expecting it to movie. go black. Roll credits. I would have <laughs> but, turned it off right then and there. Oh, I, I, it hurt. I'm like the singing. Ugh. The the singing queen was cringe enough. Then the the name drop of the title. Oh, yeah, cringe. And, you know what? I don't even think they were singing. It was just like the the stomp stomp clap. Oh, that they that's, do that's just as bad it, oh. it, it was bad it i'm like okay <laughs> and i knew Jeez. he was gonna say it 
I knew he was gonna fucking say it. Yeah, did. <laughs> um, Gosh. But yeah, it's a very mid movie. It's not as bad as the last ones you think. It's not as good as the right one. I don't know why this is such a. It's about right. human trafficking. But whatever, people like to get political about everything. It's a five out of ten. It's not special. Yeah, it ain't gonna blow your. It ain't gonna blow anybody away. No, it is not. Gotcha. Um, good enough. That was it. Yeah, just wanted to throw those in there. I I watched them, you know, probably in the past two weeks, and we just. Mm-hmm. They were already out for so long that it wasn't really worth bringing up in full. So yeah, throw it in here. I've got one for next week that I'm excited about. That's really hell yeah. If you've seen my, if you've seen it on Letterboxd, I really liked it quite a bit. So okay, excited for the holdovers. Awesome. So that is where we will kick it off next week. Hopefully, I see Thanksgiving and uh, yeah. Hunger Games before then. But if not, we got the holdovers and maybe uh, Napoleon. You gonna check that one out? Probably, I'm thinking about it. There's also some others I want to see too, like Saltburn. Yeah. So like that, I'll try to see that before we record again. But then the week even Great after scenario. next week, we got like Godzilla minus one. Yeah. We got that other one we were just talking about. So yeah. Awesome. Could be could be a good couple weeks here coming up in movies. I got to start that Godzilla series too on Apple TV. Yeah, me too. That'll be good. Love me some Godzilla. Hell yeah. All right, that is where we will end it here, and we'll check everyone out next week. Next week.